Hey everybody, you're listening to The Reluctant Vegan Son. On this episode, I'm joined by the wonderful Nikki Naredin as we talk about our vegan Thanksgiving feast. And we also talk about we went to Little Baba Drive-By's for dinner last night, and it was a very eventful time. Had long, drawn-out discussions, kind of. And we talk about it in this episode. Hope you enjoy. Before quarantine, I was on spring break in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I was drinking, I was smoking, don't catch me FBI, I was living life. I thought I had a great time. I was eating a shit ton of fast food. Quarantine hit, I came home, my family is vegan. I became the reluctant vegan son. This is my podcast talking with my friends and family about food, veganism, all types of things, whatever the fuck comes up and I love it. So, hit the music. everybody and welcome to episode number 26 of the Reluctant Vegan Sun. I'm Adam and I'm here once again. We're together again actually. You know, <laughs> holiday is a great time for that. Yeah. We haven't been together in a little while, like yeah, recording not. together. I've not been recording. We're recording over Zoom and uh-huh. yeah, it's worked pretty well. Yeah, definitely. But it's really great to have you home and to be home for the holidays, that's for sure, for mm-hmm. you. And Lily's home too. OG Vegan Lily. Yeah, She's she home. is home. She's asleep. She likes her sleep time. I mean, I heard her up singing until like 3 a.m. last night. Oh, so seriously? I, she I was singing? I out before. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Oh, that's too so, funny. Mm. Yeah, and today's also a very special day because it's a reluctant vegan chef. I don't know. <laughs> it's my dad's birthday today. So Yay! happy birthday Woo-woo! to Ted. And happy birthday, Ted. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. I love that. I love that man. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you love that man? I was also good things about my dad. Yeah, he's really responsible. He really, like, at everything besides cleaning. <laughs> he's really responsible. When you say responsible, what do you mean? I mean, he's really good at planning things. He plans a lot of things. Uh-huh, like uh, what? He's really, well, he plans trips. He plans all the trips. He figures out all the travel and stuff. He's really good with miles. Uh-huh. I don't know. I understand that's probably from us spending a lot of money at Costco, but, you know. <laughs> we got our Costco rewards and a couple of pair of AirPods. Yeah, we, we From spending way so too much bougie. money at Costco. So, we're, start, we're spending so much money now. I don't know if... It's that we have more money now, or we've stopped caring. Because I feel like we never bought that type of thing. I didn't have a phone until I was 14. Right. I mean, I wouldn't have bought that just in and of itself. But because we spent the money at Costco and we have this Costco Rewards credit card, then we have an extra amount of money at the end of the year that you have to spend that's been given back. Oh, so, okay. I mean, that sounds better. That's definitely better. That sounds a lot better than, yeah, we got $200 to spend on AirPods for our kids' presents. Right, right, totally, <laughs> totally. I mean, you know, it's not like like presents are really great for, you know, Jewish folk anyway in terms of the holiday season. Like Hanukkah is you get, you know, seven pairs of socks and then maybe on the eighth day yeah, you'll you get, get something. you get one good present. Maybe. And you get I mean, if, if you're presents. my child, you, you don't get any good presents. You get like one. Because I can't figure that piece out. Well, no, because you ask us and we tell you. Oh, okay, want. that's true. But I just can't figure out that <laughs> Anyways, present piece. So Christmas sounds like a lot of stress because you have that one day to get the just right presents for the people that you love and to have them feel like you are. Well, how many presents do people get on Christmas? That's my question. I I think it's dependent on the family, but yeah. but it it feels like you have to get a lot of presents it in order lo- to. It looks like I don't know if that that's true in actuality. 
So do you think I'm making that up a little bit? Well, I see that in movies. That's what I'm saying. I mean, mm. I don't know if people... Like, Under the Tree looks laden with presents. Yeah, mm. in movies. Now, maybe those movies have, like, seven kids or something, so, like... Oh, so that's why there's Hanukkah so many presents under the, the movie. Hanukkah at the Stones house, which we went to yesterday. <laughs> they, they gotta get lots of presents. I don't know how good right, presents. Right, right, right. I wonder what presents they give them. Do they give them, like, a new, uh, Sidor? Sitter? <laughs> no, I, I, I think they get, like, a pencil or something. I have no idea. Do they get a new book about Kabbalah? I, I, definitely not, because Kabbalah. the Kabbalah, especially within the religious tradition, are, is basically only taught to adults, and adults over a certain age. So what do they give? The, do they give them a, uh, the Jewish uh, kids' Kabbalah version? <laughs> I'm trying to think what, like, Orthodox Jewish people would give to a Chabad. Chabad is definitely an Orthodox, a little bit. I mean, similar. Chabad is beyond Orthodox. Beyond I mean, Orthodox. it's it's Hasidic or yeah. Hasidish, which is kind of in so, so older... So what do they do? What do they give? I don't know. We'll have to ask next time. Like, Should've what asked. do you give? But I know what we give, and so, you know, some people think that it's eight days, and so we're kind of making out big, but truly, it's eight very small presents, and generally yeah. things that you don't really want, unless you've asked for it specifically. The best present my mom ever gave, or the one we like to talk about the most, is oh, one no, day. No, no, well, no. I think this is Hanukkah. Oh, my I was God. Home, it was Hanukkah, and she had no present for my dad, so she walked around the house for a little bit, looking for what to give to my dad and she <laughs> never went past the bookshelf and she looked and was like what is the most random book in this bookshelf that I could pick <laughs> out that he probably had no clue we already own <laughs> so she picked out so book. I gave him a book we already owned <laughs> I can't believe I did that and I thought I was getting one over too I definitely did not get one over you guys did not let me live that one down <laughs> Oh my god! That was the best one. That was, that was the best negligent present I've ever. I've ever I have heard. so many negligent presents though. Like I just, you know, there's something about presents. I I really I feel like like my family struggled giving out gifts. You know, when I was young, and somehow I am continuing the tradition of poor gift giving. That was that was great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, wow, we are privileged. Anyways. <laughs> we are privileged in many ways. So we, we did do Thanksgiving, and it was a vegan Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. My parents came over. Uh, yeah, I was going to say what's new and good, but yeah, we can talk about Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. That's what we'll talk about. <laughs> I'm taking over, even though... Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, uh, Thanksgiving was a lot of fun. Uh, my grandpa- our grandparents came over, yeah. Uh-huh. And... Hey, Uh-huh. We're doing podcasts. Ooh, OG Vegan here. Oh, Lily. Hi. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so my parents came over and we did a fantastic vegan Thanksgiving dinner mm-hmm. with all the fixins. That's for sure. I don't know about you guys listening, but did you guys also cook uh, twenty dishes for six people? <laughs> I'm sure that everybody this Thanksgiving cooked twenty dishes for six people yeah. at the most. I mean, you have to cook all the Thanksgiving dishes. Like you can't. You can't leave some of them out. It's Thanksgiving. You're going to have, in a regular household, I feel like somebody's going to cook the turkey. You're going to have stuffing. You're going to have mac and cheese. You're going to have mashed potatoes at the very least. Uh, at the very least, that's what's going to happen. And you only have like four or five people over because we're in a pandemic. And yeah, food for two weeks. Right, but at least we don't have a 20-pound turkey that yeah. we have to figure out how to fit in the fridge. Mm-hmm, that is true. Our fridge is already way too stuffed. Right. So... With, no, with a, no turkey. Yeah, no turkey. Uh, so, highlights of Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving, I don't know what people think. I mean, our house, we usually do it easy. We usually go to friends in Connecticut. And I know some people struggle with Thanksgiving because they have a hard time with their family or talking about 
having conversation with their family because people tend to be different and they don't see each other very often. We're fortunate enough not to have that happen in our family. All we talk about is poker. And uh, <laughs> We do like to play poker. Yeah. And we watched a poker game. Like We did watch a poker game. Yeah. But, so I know some of you might be wondering what we cook for, uh, for a vegan Thanksgiving. So I guess, I don't know. It's kind of weird transition, but I guess... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people are probably wondering what we cook for a vegan Thanksgiving, and it's the exact same things that you would have at a regular Thanksgiving, just vegan, minus the turkey. We also didn't get a turkey roll this year. They make excellent turkey rolls. Right, Trader Joe's has a really good kind of mock turkey roll with stuffing in the middle that you just heat up. It's mm -hmm. actually really easy. And it tastes pretty good. I like the texture. Yeah, we, we didn't get it this year, though. No, because they ran out. Because everybody is going for the... You know, turkeyless vegan roll at Trader mm -hmm. Joe's. They ran out a week ago. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Yeah, that's definitely a lot. So, the turkey rolls uh, you would have normally. Now it tastes very different than turkey, and it's also not twenty pounds, so you don't have leftover turkey for sandwiches for the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. Although you uh, do have some, you know, leftover that you could throw on a sandwich I'm, if you really want to throw something on bread. That's true. We do have tons of leftovers, anyways. <laughs> so I made so. My sister, in particular, gets kind of mad when we cook these big meals because she does four things. My mom does three things. My dad does, like, three things. And I spend four hours making one thing. Only four hours? Only it was, like, hours. two days. Well, yeah, it was, like, a little <laughs> better. Night. No, but I was in the fridge most of the time. And I get okay. all the credit. Everybody just, like, is like, ah, this is so amazing. And then nobody talks about the four dishes my sister or my mom makes. Well, because you're making such a big deal about the dish that you make. and I wasn't even the one that, I was like, I want to do this. <laughs> I just said I wanted to do this if I tried. It was so good, though. So, Tell I made, you made a vegan Wellington. Uh, it was, I found the recipe online. My dad sent it out. I think it was veganhugs.com. I mean, I'll be posting this on Instagram, too. Veganwhat.com? Veganhugs.com. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they have this excellent vegan Wellington recipe that's really pretty simple to make. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a lot of it. I mean, it's, it's a decent amount of effort. You just got to chop up a lot of mushrooms. <laughs> that's true. And uh, that's about it. Usually you would have your own frozen puff pastry, but Trader Joe's, where I guess we do all our shopping now. Well, it's, we've familiar. got the biggest Trader Joe's on the East Coast right down the block from us. It's the good reason to move to the neighborhood now, even though we've been living here for 20 years. Yeah, that was the highlight. Of <laughs> right, we'll we met some people later. yesterday. We'll, we'll oh, my God. We, <laughs> well, met, we, we met some people yesterday. Right, right, right. We met a lot of people yesterday. <laughs> a lot of one person. <laughs> we had a, a lot of a couple of people. but Yeah, so... Uh, I made my own puff pastry. I found the recipe online. I forgot what website it was on, but vegan puff pastry is very simple to make. And I'm not sure if regular puff pastry is any different. I think it's very similar. Mm. But all you have is vegan butter. We have Nature Balance. You can use any brand you like. Uh, we used Miyoko's, didn't we? Oh, I used or did you balance. use the Nature's Balance? Nature oh, okay. balance. Got it. Uh, flour, salt, and water. That's all it takes to make a. Uh, and a lot of love and care. Yeah. A lot of love and care, and you get, it takes time. I mean, you roll out the dough, you let it rest, and then you, you, I mean, you put the dough together, 
you wrap it, you let it rest, and then you take it out, and then you roll, and then you fold, and then you let it rest, and then you take it out later, you roll, you fold, you let it rest. You, a it lot out. of resting for that dough on Thanksgiving Day. I, we didn't do quite as much resting as the dough did. Mm-hmm. We didn't. Yeah. We, we did a lot of cooking. <laughs> we did a lot of cooking that day. And so, I mean, that's all, all you need. And I did it the night before, and I put it in, and came out pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and you put the Wellington in, and that's what I made. Right, and I mean, Adam also, like, you know, it's, it was a lot of mushrooms and then the mirepoix. Mm-hmm, and the mirepoix, but, and breadcrumbs and a few vegan binding ingredients. Right, right, uh, right. It's very different. Did you put in chickpeas, too? Yeah, yeah that was chickpeas. the That was really binding also. Yeah, chickpeas bind, you mash them. Uh-huh. And so it was really excellent. And it was so, so good. And it was, cut beautifully. Mm-hmm. Adam took a picture. He'll definitely post on his Instagram. Yeah, you should mm-hmm. follow me there. Yeah, we like the vegan sun. Yes, uh, but yes, we also yes, yes. had so many other dishes. We oh had my God. vegan mac and cheese. Where did you get that from? That that was a Trader Joe mac and cheese, which okay. is a really good one. But you know, there are like ten or fifteen different vegan mac and cheese recipes. You can make it with the potato based. You can make it with the sweet potato based. You can make it with the cashew cream based. You can make it with, oh my God, you know, like um, just a, a nutritional yeast and and some other butternut squash base. Like mm-hmm. you can make a vegan mac and cheese out of almost anything and make it taste somewhat cheesy mm-hmm. it's not gonna taste as cheesy though fair <laughs> warning if you're, it's gonna taste delicious right that's will, true it, but don't expect it to be a one-to-one replacement for your mac and cheese. yes yeah, i mean you could throw in whatever kind of vegan cheese replacements you want as well like you know no, the miyoko's no, yeah, cheese but is it's really not good gonna be, it's not throw. gonna be it's not the same i i don't know you know i saw those mac and cheese and we have a friend who was on a mac and cheese you know, episode of Chopped, yeah. which we'll get to at some point. And some of those didn't look that creamy. Some of those didn't to look hers that... wasn't that creamy. Right, it <laughs> wasn't. Yeah, she won it, by the way. Our friend uh, Sarita, who owns Smack. Shout out to Smack. Yeah, she moved out of the neighborhood, unfortunately, recently, I think. She doesn't live very far, though. Oh, she used to live in our far. building. Yeah, okay. But she lives not, not far away. But uh, but they have a really great mac and cheese recipe, uh, restaurant on First Avenue. They have uh, a few, or they shut down the other they one? They shut down the other ones. This uh. is kind of the flagship, and now only... Mm-hmm. You know, it sits on the corner. It's orange, which is Sarita's favorite color, and some beautiful windows there. But they serve many different types of mac and cheese. And so there was a mac and cheese smackdown. Yeah, we're going to talk about this later. We're going to oh, finish later? Our Thanksgiving. Okay, feast. we're finishing Thanksgiving. Sorry. So we had the mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. We had, uh, what else? We uh, My mom cooked a lot of things. Lily uh, made stuffing. Lily made really, stuffing. Really, really good bread stuffing because it's all about the stuffing. Mm-hmm. I made a knock. Great from scratch cranberry sauce. That was not excellent. Uh, <laughs> Nana liked it though, she which I screw up all the time. I and I don't know what I do. It just tastes a little bitter, and I keep for some reason like putting in orange rinds and mm. maybe a little bit of of lemon rind or something like that That's or lemon zest, and it was definitely bitter. I'm not the biggest fan of cranberry sauce in general, though, mm. especially the gelled one. That just feels weird. Yeah, <laughs> the gelled, it comes out of a can, and you can like. Oh. I know, but people love that. You just slice that and put that on a piece of bread with whatever leftover, you know, Thanksgiving stuff you have. It's really, really yeah. yummy. Mm. So Lily made stuffing. Lily also made a... What else did she make? She made a lot of... Mashed potatoes. Oh, the mashed potatoes were the really potatoes good. mashed potatoes good. You can make them really creamy, even vegan, you know, with the vegan yeah, butter. butter and the, milk. Right, the soy milk, whatever else. Lots of, you know, good... Mm-hmm. You know, and if you want to roast some garlic and put that in there, oh my mm, god. That sounds good. So, so yummy. I'm constantly roasting garlic. She also made a vegan gravy, a mushroom mm. gravy, mm. Uh, which looked like the cream and mushroom soup my dad made and right. the mushroom cream and mushroom base of the 
uh, green bean casserole. We right. have like three cream of mushroom thingies. Yeah, although you can't go wrong with a bunch of mushrooms and some cream, that's exactly. for sure. Yeah. Uh, and you can make the cream out of anything either. Like, you know, one base was a coconut cream and the other mm. one was, you know, the soy milk. And, you know, so it really, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, soy milk and flour. Mm -hmm. Pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, did Lily make anything else? I think that was it. Okay. Yeah. So that was Lily's contribution. Right. My grandma, very nice, blessing us with her presence uh, coming down here. I get terrified every time she drives or my grandpa leaves the car or goes into the car. <laughs> but... He's walking with, like, the Cadillac of walkers right now. It's not the Cadillac. It's a really good walker. It's a pretty good one. It folds up, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's doing... He, he's doing okay. 89? Yeah. That's pretty good. He's doing pretty. He made it down here. He's not He's not trying to sit hold up in his house, so... Right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And he folds up his walker and puts it in the car and then takes it out. And yeah. every time he does that, I definitely get scared. You get yeah. scared, too? Well, I put it in the car, but yeah. Oh, you put it in the car for him. No, I'm trying to let him be independent, so... Mm. <laughs> You know. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Right, but, right, right. So she made uh, pre-made buttered rolls. Pillsbury <laughs> garlic knots or something. Which were vegan? They were, because there was just some olive oil in it. Okay. And the Pillsbury, flaky. well, the Pillsbury ones are actually vegan because they don't use butter. Because butter doesn't, you know, last as long or preserve as long. Instead, they use all those trans-saturated whatever, whatever oh, fats. Yeah. Hydrogenated. Hmm. Just keep adding those words. Yeah, you, when you look, those words that you look on the back, and you have no idea what they are. They're preservatives. Right. Preservatives. It keeps the shelf life. It, yeah. It'll last, like, 40 years. You know? exactly. It'll last a, de you know, a century. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You First thing you do when you buy a new house, look in the pantry. See if there's any Pillsbury uh, rolls. <laughs> like, oh, score. Yeah. <laughs> We're still good. Yeah. We could live through the apocalypse. Oh, my God. It was 20 years ago. Right, right, right. still good. Ready. Uh, so <laughs> Let me that, make them and bring them to my kids. Hey, man. My mm -hmm. mom was the... She cooked a lot, but... I definitely lost the prize. She let down the ball. <laughs> I stuffed so. a butternut squash with... Uh, There's a cauliflower stuffing that Trader Joe's had that just didn't quite do it. No, it was it was interesting. Yeah. It yeah. They put some sage in there and stuff. It just had it cranberries. Had, it had a weird sweetness to it. It was the like, cranberries, I think. Yeah. That made it sweet. Yeah, it was odd. Mm. But yeah, definitely. That one I didn't mind too much. No, not as bad as uh, as the cranberry sauce. Or the chicken wings. Oh the my god. Chicken wings. Oh my god. We we got some Maywa chicken, you know, like chicken drumsticks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know what I did to it. I made a a pineapple barbecue sauce that I let it soak in and I keep forgetting that they're made out of you know gluten pretty much and so it's a flour that will fall apart if not treated in exactly the right way and it turned into what felt like a bready mush mm -hmm. Do didn't you it usually it tasted like the stuffing right right right, but right. I didn't expect that and so and it didn't have anything else do you usually bake those with barbecue sauce on them? Well, I think you have to probably sear them and fry them mm -hmm. and then put the barbecue sauce on top. Like, you can't let it soak. Yeah. So, yeah. It was better the second day and then after I threw it in the air fryer. It's all about saving your food. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whatever you do. Anything, was there anything else you made? Uh, yeah, I made that uh, that pecan pie bread pudding. Oh, you did make the bread pudding. That wasn't terrible. That that was really good. I don't love bread pudding. Really, but but it it soaked up that pecan, you know, pie mm -hmm. cream custard that I made for it. You know, which was just so incredibly yummy. It's pretty good though. It was, it was decent. I'm not a big bread pudding fan. The texture. Mm. It's an odd texture of the bread pudding. Really, God, bread pudding is like comfort food beyond oh. belief. Wow. And then. 
the last person that leaves that was cooking is my dad. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and I made the salad. I made the you broccoli sauce salad. You did make the broccoli salad. Okay. That's always that a good. good staple. Yeah, yeah. that was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one green thing on the Thanksgiving table. No, no, no. We had the string beans. Oh, we did have the string beans. Yeah. But most Thanksgivings, mm-hmm. at least, don't have much green stuff. They don't have green stuff that's not slathered in cream and butter and whatever else. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Usually, yeah, I mean, we I mean, had that stuffed, uh, the stuffed butternut squash. It wasn't green, but it was, it was truly no, a vegetable. I, I'm just thinking more about like my friends' friend, my friends' givings that I usually have with my high school friends in the city. Right. People will go. I mean, there's not much cooking done, but <laughs> one person will make a big ziti. One person will go get fried chicken. One person will go get Domino's. Uh-huh. I'll bring dumplings. Right, right, right. Uh, Maybe some macaroni and cheese somewhere in the world. Someone makes mac and cheese. And right, right, yeah, right. Yellow, 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 yellow. Right, right, right. <laughs> yellow, yellow, brown, yellow, yellow. Exactly. So. <laughs> and so that's, yeah. that's usually what happens. Mm. And I can't imagine that many other Thanksgivings are too different. Just They won't probably have all the fried food. Right. I mean, I think that there's probably a nod to something green at other Thanksgiving, whether it be a collard green or, you know, a salad or something like that. But but there's not there's not too much. Oh, Brussels sprouts. I made oh, Brussels, sprouts. Make Brussels sprouts. Yeah, that Brussels, was green. That was good. Yeah. I like Brussels sprouts. Okay. I made many things. She did make a so, lot of things. So, yeah, I get to get a certain percentage that fails then. 25 is not a passing percentage. <laughs> no, there were two, the bread pudding and the, the salad and the Brussels sprouts. That's three. With three. Out of six, fifty percent. Still not passing. Still not passing. Okay. <laughs> Oops. You gotta get a passing grade. All right, I'll work on if that. You had four. It would have been passing. Oh, that's true. That's true. God, the difference. Kind of passing. Yeah. No, I totally get it. Passing, barely passing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then at least my dad. So uh-huh. my dad made the green bean casserole. That was yummy. That's great. That's a staple. Always yum. It's always a staple. Mm-hmm. What else did he make? You didn't like those Trader Joe fried onions on oh, top, the though. They were not as good as the typical French fried onions. Is, is that because they weren't quite as greasy, or maybe they were I think they too real, they were in like a way? too small. Oh, interesting. I like the, like, larger French fried onions. Right, like you've got a whole ring on there. Yeah, not like a whole ring, but, like, just a larger piece. These were, like, little tiny things. Crumettes or yeah. something. Mm. I I yeah, I didn't even that. taste them. I didn't even think they were on. Oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting. And usually the fried onions are the best part. So true. You just have to add extra. Mm-hmm. You just keep adding them on. But... Yeah. yeah. So he made that. He also made... Uh, a very made? bad chocolate pecan... Chocolate pumpkin pie. Yeah, he just tried doing too much. If he just made a pumpkin pie, it would have tasted great. Right, right. The texture was there, just... The bitterness of the chocolate just didn't do it for Right, me. because I think it was a very dark chocolate without yeah. enough sugar to balance. It just it just didn't work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a good attempt, though. It was a good attempt. It was a good attempt. All right, we'll give him a break there. Yeah. And uh-huh. Is that it? I don't think he made anything else, did he? Well, that might have been it. Oh, soup. The cream of mushroom soup. Yeah, we didn't end up eating that. No, that we're going to eat that today. Gonna, yeah. yeah, because it looked like every other mushroom product that we had. Mm-hmm. The gravy and the... Mushrooms are big in vegan households, yeah. or at least in ours. Yeah, I don't get as many in school, but mm. down mm. here. So, I've been making these mayatake mushrooms in the air fryer. Mm. So good. good. Oh, my God. A mayatake mushroom is just this big, like, floral wonderfulness. And if you put a cornstarch slurry, as I call it, just some cornstarch, maybe mm-hmm. some um, soy milk, lots and lots of spices, and you put it on top of the mayatake mushroom and throw them in the air fryer face up about 15 minutes you've got something that almost goes on a sandwich like a like a fish fillet mm. yeah really good. good 
So that is our ultimate vegan Thanksgiving feast in our household. <laughs> and you can do that too. You can do it. I mean, it's not that hard. And we don't have a 20-pound turkey sitting in our fridge. Yes. We still do <laughs> and nobody has a 20-pound turkey sitting in their fridge any other time. So why is it so important to have a 20-pound turkey? Uh, I don't know. Symbolism. Yeah, Thanksgiving. I guess so. I don't yeah. know why Thanksgiving they do turkey. We were talking about that. Mm. So. Yeah, interesting. So basically, the rundown, we had my vegan Wellington. We had... Green bean casserole. We had mashed potatoes, gravy, cranberry sauce, stuffing. Brussels sprouts, stuffing, rolls. Oh, we also did also chicken drum guac, I think. The and chicken guac. drumettes. Guac's a staple. Right. Gotta have the guac. Right. Chicken drumettes, butternut squash stuffed thingy mabobby, broccoli sauce salad. <laughs> Why are we doing a recap? I'm just I'm just running down the list. All right, okay. So everybody can have it. <laughs> Oh, so that know. they would know. All right, yeah, no, all right. It, it takes a long time to talk through it. No, all right. Just, down well, just so you guys know, there's a lot. There's a lot of options at vegan right. Thanksgiving. It's not just usual sides. Right, You That's think true. that you, Thanksgiving, if you're vegan, you only have mashed potatoes without anything on it and right. some green beans. Right, not even the mashed potatoes that people are making because they're throwing butter in it. Mm-hmm. And, Usually yeah. throwing butter and stuff. Yeah, truly. So, yeah. You can veganize anything. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. was, that was a good time. Yeah, it was really fun. And then yesterday we saw a movie, and then did we play Hearts after everybody left? We did left? play Hearts. And we played after Hearts. Left. hearts we got a running Hearts game going. We do. We do have Hearts. I have no idea what the score was. I was the big winner. You might have been. No, I was. I think you, you might have no score. First time ever. Ever. Oh my God! I so am no strategy kind mm-hmm. of person. Yeah. These guys have a ton of strategy. So yesterday there was also some big events that happened. Okay. We went to Rabbi Stone's. Uh-huh. It was a very intense time. Rabbi Stone is the Lubavitch rabbi down the block. The Lubavitch rabbi, I think they're, they're decent people. I mean, they're very nice. They're very welcoming. They just want Jewish people to... Right. That, that the, doesn't mean I agree with everything they're saying. Right, right, right. But their but they're kind of goal and mission in life is to make sure that there is a place mm-hmm. for Jews who are unaffiliated to kind of come back to the fold. Yeah. So if you're on the street and somebody asks you, are you Jewish? No, they're probably Lubavitch. They are, yeah, and they're inviting you to dinner, free meal. Right. <laughs> but then you'd have to wrap yourself with something leather. Yeah, to fill in. <laughs> Called it to fill in. Usually when I see the Lubavitch rabbi across the street. Right. So <laughs> I don't know if you know what to fill in is, but it's like a leather box that's got a prayer in it, and you wrap it with leather straps. It's like the ultimate in S&M, but somehow that's what people are doing. Well, there's especially a prayer men. inside the boxes. It's a prayer that I will not get my circulation prayer. cut off. Yeah. Yeah. by the leather strap <laughs> and then point. one around your head so it's not only a leather strap around your arm but a leather strap and a box on your head oh am i getting too loud you're right very i'm like loud. over very loud wow over the box. oh my god sorry about very that very passionate and this is the name of the part i thought you'd be passionate about. i'm totally passionate about that but i'm sorry about that you're yeah. totally right she's like the animal should not be killed to make prayer <laughs> <laughs> yes Thank you. I didn't even think of that part. You know, well, yeah, it's leather. leather. Yes. I thought that's what you were getting at. No, I was just getting about the, the wackiness of strapping something leather to your arm. People try to get close to God. I mean, his argument, his thing about do I believe in God, he's like, the more you think about God, the more you believe. And I'm like, isn't that true about anything? You choose to put your thought process on God. You're going to believe in God. I don't choose to put my thought process on God all the time. I'm going to believe in God less. I put my thought process on the Jets winning. The Jets are still not going to win. 
Well, that's, that's kind of that thing about putting your thought process on things you have zero, you have control, zero control. I know, but that was a joke. It was huh, a joke. Okay, the Jets are so right. hopeless that like I could believe they're gonna win. Right, I feel that's true about the Mets too. No, the Mets are doing better than the Jets. The Jets oh, are you terrible. You think so? Okay. Jets are awful. But I feel like that's true about anything. And I, are I they Owen? What are they Owen? What now? Too much. <laughs> next year. Next Did they year. win any games yet? Not yet. Not one. They have not won a game. It's not yet. like the beginning of the season either. No, it's like the middle to end. It's like week twelve, so they're probably zero and eleven. I think. Yeah, they're zero and eleven. They're terrible. Oh they're, my god, they're really that's bad. crazy. Their coach is going to get fired, hopefully. But I mean, I the think... coaches are always fired, and they still don't get anywhere, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the last coaches were better, mm. minimally, mm. but they won games. So that's I think true. that some of the stuff that the the Lubavitch talk about that the rabbi was saying made sense. I just don't agree with the way he's saying it. Mm. I think there are good lessons to be taken always from religion, and I think it fosters good community. I mean, we've talked about this, mm. and I think there's something he's saying about like perseverance and doing that, but I don't think it all has to go through God. I think it's internal more right? than God trusting you or God blowing faith in you. Like that's, that's the part I don't understand, and they believe that. It all comes down to your belief in God. Right. I think. Yeah. That's my belief. Uh huh. I mean, God gave us free will to believe in God or not. Is that not true? That is true. I mean, yeah. that's <laughs> I choose to not believe in God. Well, I don't, I don't not believe in God. We spoke about this before. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so. I do believe in a, a higher power of sorts or some mm-hmm. organizing, you know, power in the universe. But. So the real message of the night, though, was Uh-oh. white male fragility. Oh, tell me about white that's male fragility. That's what I wanted to talk about. Okay. There was an argument, you know, the day after Thanksgiving. Now, I don't think I'm the best person to talk about this argument, but the point isn't the argument. Mm-hmm. The point is how to have a civil discussion between people, and I think this is why people get worried around the holidays. Mm. People are worried that they can't have civil discussions about differing opinions. Right. And that was put on display last night. <laughs> so the argument was centered around... I don't even know what the start of the argument or, or, or start of the conversation was. It wasn't even an argument. It was, it was something around genocide mm-hmm. and that somehow genocide is always happening and that it's part of, you know, the natural order of things or something. It's really strange coming from a Jewish person. Right, right, right. <laughs> but it went to Native Americans, which he was calling Indians, and said basically that whatever we believe the history was related to the genocide of the Native Americans was not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was saying that Columbus didn't mean... Columbus didn't even come to America, for that matter, but he came to Cuba. He went to Cuba, right? Or somewhere farther south, right? Mm. Where Columbus landed. Anyways, when people came over to where the U.S. is currently, and there are Native Americans here, he was saying that they didn't mean to kill all of them, I think. Right. I mean, maybe initially they didn't mean to kill all of them. Most of them died because of... Diseases right. that was brought over. Now, Diseases I don't know... Diseases that were not endemic and they had, mm-hmm. you know, susceptibility for it without any immunity. Now, I don't know if they knew that or not. Point is, they came to other people's land and were just taking over, regardless if their goal was to kill everybody. Right. I mean, I think they did that without even... The intent at mm-hmm. that point, but at eventually point. there was an intent. Eventually, well, the entirety of Western westward expansion in the U.S. was genocide, kind of, or not entirely. Ge- yeah, there were some really bad parts. It was kind of genocide. Yeah, no, they were I mean, looking was, to remove, you know, a people from their home by force and kill them. And they didn't care about how they did it. 
make him betrayal of tears. Like, okay, so maybe he has a small argument about that. But, but the point wasn't about American history. The point was he got really offended at some point for I don't know the reason. Yeah, he just decided that um, that we didn't, you know, know facts and that he knew facts, even though he couldn't really give us any factual information about anything and then when we were answering back he said that because there were three of us three women that we were ganging up on him but he was really really aggressive Mm -hmm. and very like standing up and pointing and i think he was really just crazy i'll be honest with you so drunk and crazy bad combination Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know but eventually the lubavitch rabbi who was supposed to open his table to everybody had to ask him to leave and escort yeah. him out. He was like the bouncer mm-hmm. at our Shabbat That was Leah. a guy they've known forever, so. Yeah, that was yeah, weird. I had no idea about yeah. that. But he, for some reason, got really mad when all three of you guys, and you guys were barely talking. Yeah. It was an argument. He thought it was three-on-one. It was one-on-one. It right. was him <laughs> against himself. Right. And when right. people are talking against themselves, they love claiming that they're the victim. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting, that victim mentality. The victim thing. mentality. I, I want to learn more about that. I don't understand. Somehow he fostered a victim mentality because there were more people that didn't agree with his opinion, even though nobody was attacking them. They were patiently w- trying to have a conversation. And there was lots of patience going on. I yeah, mean, Lily is really patient. She all, explains things beautifully. I, you too, by I the way. I think that she gave excellent one-way time. Yeah, that's what I'm and if you don't know what one way time is, explain it. One way time is so we do co counseling. Uh-huh. Uh, in co counseling, you have time where you get to discharge about your feelings, and discharge can be in many ways: non repetitive talking, crying, laughing, shaking, yelling. Is yelling one of them? Uh, yeah, kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, right? yeah. He you was get doing mad. a lot of good yelling. Right. He was kind of repetitively <laughs> talking, so it wasn't great discharge. But right, you know, right, right. But there was no reevaluating going on. Exactly, exactly. That's not. <laughs> yeah, but usually this happens in a peer counseling setting, mm-hmm. and so you get to have your, you know, whatever time you agree upon with the other person, and then you switch it up, and they get to have theirs. When you do one way time, only one person gets that time right. to discharge. And so generally, you're giving it to kids, you mm-hmm. know. So you guys got you did thousands of you hours of one way time. Did. Wait, so we gave it to this kid here, you know, mm-hmm. but, but without the reevaluation and without our consent or his consent. Exactly. Now, me thinking He was of, just clienting. It wasn't really even one-way time. It was. Yeah. Me thinking as a counselor, I wanted to say, who hurt you as a child? And it turns <laughs> out he had a really rough childhood. That's so true. So there's room to be discharged. Yeah. <laughs> Not the point, though. And that's how you think, that's how in counseling, everybody, you think that everybody's born good. Right. Because... But take this guy, for example. Seems like he was born good. I mean, everybody's born good. Everybody is born good and worthy. And he's had... We are born worthy. Lots of hurts, especially a very recent hurt. Yeah. Which... And lots of early hurt. Lots of early hurt. Yeah. And he was very aggressive and angry and felt like he wasn't being listened to. And you can hear that. And you can see that in how it was built upon, I feel like. Right, right, right. That he wasn't being listened to and he Mm -hmm. was victimized. And you could see, like, all of those early recording slash material just coming back and mm-hmm. we just happened to be be just part of it or the, the recipient the recipient of it now I, i'm kind of interested more on in how scared i felt though mm-hmm. which is interesting for me because i felt like the victim 
Well, I didn't feel like a victim. No, 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 no. But I felt scared. Mm -hmm. And so, like, when I'm scared, the first thing I have to do is, you know, I got to go take a shit. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. And then the second thing that that. happened is that I started to shake. Mm -hmm. And I normally don't shake. Like, you don't see me look scared a lot, do you? Yeah, not often. And I started to shake, and I didn't even... Like, it wasn't even I was trying to shake. My body was just shaking, and I couldn't stop it. And I thought that was really fascinating, that somehow my body was discharging fear without me even knowing it. And that's what young people do naturally. Mm-hmm. They discharge fear. Young people are very good at discharge. They just right, get right, right. told to not. Right. It gets suppressed, mm-hmm. you know, and they stop it. And so that's why we're holding so much in. But I was pretty kind of amazed at how easily that came out of me. Mm. Like just the shaking and then eventually the shaking yeah. stopped but I wasn't scared of the shaking itself I was just there was something about the situation that definitely brought up feelings in me that made me scared so do you think that's why so I understand what you're saying going back to the conversation you guys had last night do you think that's why he fostered the victim mentality so easily because he always felt like he was the victim when people were talking against him I, I, I don't know exactly why, but there was some way in which, you know, he clearly felt victimized and was. As a young person, you have no control. So mm-hmm. he was definitely victimized from the circumstances that were put upon him, and they were hard from what I understand. So that's true. And then we've got lots of historical historical victimization, you know, just as Jews mm-hmm. that have been kicked out of that's countries true. or, you know, and I think that we all carry whatever the historical pieces are that all our good. parents bring down to us. You know, so and, and, and most cultures, I mean, we just speak from this particular perspective because that's what we know, but we're not saying that other people's perspectives or experiences are less important. Mm-hmm. This just happens to be, you know, a, a little bit more of a typical experience, a historical experience of, you know, previous, you know, oppression and genocide that had happened to Jews over thousands of years. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, it's not as recent. I don't feel that as much personally. Right. I right, right. I don't right. feel that. Uh, like I don't feel much historical. Right. Fear well, I've I've worked personally. tremendously at not putting whatever mm-hmm. my anxiety and fear is on you. Yeah. And so I don't. You know, have, and we live in New York City, and we're surrounded by lots of other mm-hmm. you know Jews and lots of other you know people of different people who think similarly and people who are different cultures and races, but. Right. In New York, we all think pretty similarly. Most um, people. I mean, not everybody, but... New York City and Manhattan, a lot And of New York people. City, yeah, that's true. A lot of similar ideologies. But I want to get back to the thing about him. I don't understand why he fostered a victim comments on himself, and that's becoming more common, as you can see, in white men. Oh. Especially conservative white men. Mm. Where they feel victimized, they or they feel, feel like victimized. their civil liberties are being taken away in some mm-hmm. way, or... They mm. claim a victim complex because, I mean, I think that, and this is as a white man, that in this country, the white man has always been the most privileged. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Right. They're not worried for their daily, mm-hmm. you know, So when something takes away or something tries to, when they start to lose some of that privilege or they feel like any of that privilege taken away, because they haven't lost, none of that privilege has been lost. Right, but but in order for you to take on an oppressor role and continue it, you have to be fighting to keep it at every exactly. moment. Exactly, or I'm you wouldn't actually take on so that role. People ever. who want to keep that role 
tend to play the victim when any part of that role gets taken away. I think right. that's what's happening. So is that what white fragility is? I think so. I'm not entirely sure they're worried because I think their identity is so tied into thinking that they're white and thinking that they're better. If that's their identity and it starts to be slipping, it's white fragility, I think. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm not but, sure the exact definition, but... Right. Right. It probably goes in, in my, many oh, of course. different it's ways. Not, it's not obviously not one answer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just that, you know, they, they talk about like white tears and what, you know, where, mm-hmm. where we easily somehow either feel bad and show something and get the privilege to be able to show something. Mm-hmm. You know, there are other people who have been hurt tremendously and can't show anything. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think yeah. it's a good place to start talking about what we're looking forward to. Oh, okay. Almost. That was good. We're almost end. 40 yeah. minutes almost in. And when did that in. happen? Yeah. Wow. What are you looking <laughs> forward to? Uh, what am I looking forward to? So it's, um, it's Ted's birthday. You know, uh, my husband, Adam's dad, Lily's dad, and uh, he is 61. Happy birthday, Ted. And we are going to a vegan restaurant uh, in Little Korea. Mm-hmm. Korea uh, called, Town. Koreatown called Hangawi. And it's a vegan Korean restaurant. And I've eaten there once before, and it was pretty fantastic. But there's some outdoor seating and some really great, wonderful, fresh Korean food. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. What we're doing. Yeah. For that time, I'm looking forward to being done with school. Fuck school. I hate school. Do you really hate school? I do not school? like school. Uh-huh. I, well, I just hate how it feels like I'm not... You get to the end of the semester, it feels like you're not learning anything. We could talk about this in the future, too. About how the response to this pandemic, especially for college students, is instead of giving them breaks or mental health time when they're all cooped up and there's nothing to do, they decide to condense the semester and make no breaks and then have one huge break all at once. Uh, That doesn't make any sense to me. mm, That's interesting. I don't know. I mean, I think they're doing it obviously for different reasons, but they're not considering. They're not considering this. I feel like that. They're considering the health of large groups of people. They're not considering the mental health. Right, but have you ever really liked school? I haven't. I'm just no. You never really never liked did. But I just also did. You think, ever like the end of a semester before? No, no matter I'm what. I'm just saying that I think that this hasn't helped. That their response hasn't helped. Right. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it being over, and then it's gonna be the winter time, and I gotta figure out stuff to do. It Maybe would be start. really interesting for you to actually look forward to, you know, not not it being over because that means that somehow you want a different circumstance from your moment, hmm. you know, and you chose to be at school. Like this is a choice. That's true. So how do you get to make the most of it or learn something for you, not for school? Mm-hmm. Like nobody's forcing you to be at school. Oh, yeah. You don't have a gun to your like, you know. So it's just so interesting how you're looking for something to be something else as if you think it's going to be better but you don't know what's going to be so maybe this is the just right better place i think that the issue is that the emphasis on the society right now placed in college made it feel that way right it made it feel that way but but you still know that you have a choice that's true you know so it would be interesting for you to figure out how to shift your thinking around that because you get to go to college Mm -hmm. that was the choice you made and you get to go Mm -hmm. you know and you wanted to be there and now Mm -hmm. you're like in a house with a bunch of buddies that you like Mm -hmm. so that's the good part right right but how do you make that thing that actually you've chosen to be in a good part too i mean i think there's lots of good parts about college i just think that a lot of the schoolwork and a lot of the it's more the schoolwork Mm. that even though people would say it's crazy schoolwork there's a lot less schoolwork in college than there is in high school right 
Although for you, you didn't study very much in high school either, did it's you? That's not the point. <laughs> It's not the point. No, Adam was a guy who who was went to a really good high school and and got through fairly fairly well. Yeah, and fairly I think, easily. I think it's pretty easy. Right. You know, I mean, right. I know how to do school. I'm good at doing school and getting it. Right. Getting through it and getting through. I just don't particularly enjoy the material. I enjoy. I think it's the setting that it's in, and I think that I need to change my mindset to think of it less as they're forcing me to do this to do this thing and more of me and Brittany. Because when I read or learn stuff on my own. I enjoy doing that. Right. But when it's in a school setting or someone's lecturing to me, it just feels re-stimulating. Right. There's something about it There's for you. There's something about that that I don't like and I just check out. So. Right. Right. But those are optional thoughts. Mm-hmm. Those are optional thoughts. Yeah. So it's interesting. And on that note. Okay. Thank you. For li- <laughs> Yay. Thank you for listening to uh-huh. this episode. If you enjoyed, please... Uh, like, uh, subscribe. Can you subscribe to the podcast? I think you can. Yeah, you could definitely yeah. subscribe to Please this subscribe podcast. subscribe to the podcast uh, yeah. and review the podcast if you enjoy it or if you don't enjoy it, to be honest. Uh, yeah, but leave a five-star review. Yeah, leave a five-star. Even if you don't enjoy it, just leave a five-star leave review. A five, this is free content. Have to, have to We're giving review. you something yeah, here. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's lots of lessons in this episode. We're, we're spreading you. goodwill in the world. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you have questions, you can email me at reluctantvegansun at gmail.com or you can follow me at reluctantvegansun on Instagram uh, for Nikki. What do you use the most now? I'm not using anything lately. I have been off most social she, media. She's been off so, so But I'm Nikki in the human element, you know, at Instagram. Mm-hmm. So. You can find it, but she's off social media, which is good for her. Social media, you know, we can probably I'm, talk about... I'm moving to Alaska soon. Social media. Yeah, so she's going to be off off the grid. Right. Well, not completely right. off the grid. I mean, I'm going to be... It's four weeks on, four weeks off. So I'll be four weeks in rural northern Alaska. And then you got Wi-Fi, back. though, right? Yeah, So definitely. we can still do the podcast. Yeah. We'll and I think about... the fishing village, I might have Wi-Fi, too. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, and cool. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. All right, bye.